What's up and welcome to Fortitude in 15 with Sam Panich and Parker Yablon, presented by Elevation Nation. In 15 minutes, we're going to talk about what's going on in the real world and give you some tips and tricks on how to activate mental fortitude and conquer the real world. Parker, happy Fortitude in 15 Thursday. How the heck's your week going, man? Everything good on your end? Yeah, man. I'm, I'm pumped. I got a new device to help me with some of my production skills on the podcast, as well as, uh, you know, this week's been rolling by. I'm excited for this weekend, heading out west to see some of my step bros. But yeah, how are you doing? I'm good, man. That's beautiful. That's going to be a fun trip. Going out west is always a blast. I feel like we're always on the East Coast, just traveling between East Coast cities. So it's nice to get out west, have a little more space, a little different part of nature to explore. That's going to be wild. I love it. But I'm even more excited, I think, Parker, about our topic for today, which is discussing something that's near to both of our hearts, which is the concept of a weakness. Now, I'm going to pull this up quickly because I want to explain the dictionary definition of weakness to Elevation Nation. So according to Oxford, it says, the state or condition of lacking strength. Now, when you hear that explanation of the word weakness, a lot of times that's used in business or sports as something that you need to work on. But I actually think that we have a different perspective on how you should look at weaknesses. Isn't that right, Parks? I hope Elevation Nation has this perspective as well. I hope people who want to elevate their life understand weakness this way. But yes, we're going to walk through it. Love it. So I was listening to probably my favorite podcast, um, which is How I Built This with the legend Guy Raz. If you haven't checked that out, it's pretty darn incredible. And Honestly, I'll say it's better than our podcast. Uh, to be honest, Sam, like, you know, it most, say, most certainly is. I don't say many podcasts are better <laughs> than our podcast. When I hear JJ talking about it, she's listening to other podcasts, I'm like, nah, that doesn't relate or compare to the Elevation Nation podcast. But if you listen to How I Built This with Guy Raz, that guy's a legend. He has some cool people on. That's one of the few exceptions. Yeah. So if you haven't checked it out, check out How I Built This. Essentially, They interview a different entrepreneur every week and walk through their story in a beautiful way. So the one I listened to this week was the CEO of Compass, Robert Rifkin. And one of the things he was talking about in his story was that they can always hire or find someone with a certain skill set and that he learned a really valuable lesson from one of his mentors early on. Because he was in, uh, he was at Goldman Sachs, he was at McKinsey, so he did consulting, he did investment banking, and he was grinding every single day, running into the wall, working late hours, trying to be the best employee he could be. And he went in for his yearly review, sat down in the nice leather chair, looked across from his mentor, and his mentor said, why are you spending so much time working on your weaknesses? You should spend more time exploring, expanding, and growing your strengths, and that will carry you. I want to pause there for a second because that concept is probably so strange for many. 
we grow up our entire lives thinking that a weakness is something that we need to work on to cover up so it doesn't look like a weakness. You play basketball, you're a righty, well, you got to work on your left hand. We don't want to expose that left hand. You are a soccer, uh, soccer player and you're not good at heading the ball, well, you got to work on that because you'll get exposed. That's a weakness. You're not good at personal skills, you need to work on it. You're not good at math, you need to spend more time with a tutor. We try to always cover up our weaknesses and make them not good, but just okay. Why are we wasting time? I think with that? it's rooted in like how we grew up, and you make a great point because I, I would remember when I was listening to that episode on a run, and I was like, wow, this really resonated with me. I mean, we grow up, we don't do well on an exam. You know, let's say my weakness is in math. I don't do well on math, and clearly. I show, I come home, I show my mom, hey, I got a a bad grade on my math exam. And she's like, all right, we got to work on it. Yeah, I understand that we got to work on our weaknesses in that capacity. But like, as we get older, you know, we've, I, I couldn't agree with you more. We oftentimes spend so much time and so much energy and anxiety on the fact that we need to be better at the things that we're just not good at, and maybe just not ever going to be better at, right? Like, it's weird. And that's what, what's great about what you're bringing up because it's all about, okay, what do we say? Self-awareness, Sam. I agree. And it's like, it's, it, it, you're right. It contradicts what we were taught as younger kids growing up. But when you take a step back and you think about it, most of the people listening to this are 16 to 30, let's say. So we have how many more years of your life left to live and work on things. Does it make more sense for you to try to bring your poor skills up to a mediocre average level? Or should you take the gifts that you were given and run with those as far as you can and see where it takes you, right? Because there are always people that will compliment you in different ways. Parker and I have learned that firsthand. We are not good at the same things. We are good at complementary things, and that's what makes a good team. And luckily, there's enough people in the world that you can always find a team to support you. It's such an interesting topic. Like, I think about this now, like, in the workplace. Like, if we were bad at everything we did, obviously, we would need to improve. But what's better? Being very, very good at one or two things and being okay at everything else or just being okay at everything, you know? But yeah, I love this, Sam, that you brought this up. I mean, self-awareness, we talk about it as the foundation of mental fortitude. We talk about it as the key thing to help people elevate themselves in the real world. And something we always talk about too is having the self-awareness to understand what you're not good at, what your weaknesses are. And I think that kind of challenges our perspective in the sense that like, Understand your weaknesses, but if you know your weaknesses, maybe there's a few that you need to improve, but maybe you have that self-awareness to understand those weaknesses and get away from them. Put yourself in positions that you're not going to have to go after your weaknesses or put your weaknesses into practice. Have the self-awareness to understand what you're really, really good at and follow that trail. And I think, unfortunately, this is a societal expectation right? And hopefully more companies are realizing this when you hire someone and they're not good at a certain part of that job. Oh my God. You say, 
hey, you're great at all these other things, but we really got to work on this this piece if you want to be a well-rounded consultant, businessman, banker, teacher. But why? Maybe I don't want to be a well-rounded X, Y, Z. I want to be the best in this one area and make a huge, meaningful, global scale impact in that one place. And a lot of places don't don't like that. Have thinking. you read some of these like, you know, just like perusing on LinkedIn, you look at a job opportunity or whatever, and you look at like what they're looking for as like qualifications <laughs> or like what they're looking for. Can oh juggle God. while underwater <laughs> do it all. as an MBA from three Ivy Leagues. It's unbelievable. It, it's, I don't get it. It doesn't make sense. Like, do you want like. It is crazy. Parker, I want to bring up one one point on when I think it is good to work on a weakness. And that's a very specific instance. And that's when a weakness is something you're passionate about. And I think a lot of the times, that's not the case for people. Usually people enjoy doing things they're good at. And that's what brings them fulfillment because they're better than other people at it, Right. But there are a select and rare few who like the challenge of sucking so badly at something and climbing out of how bad they are and becoming good at it. And for some people, that's how they challenge and grow and push themselves outside of their comfort zone by working so hard on that weakness to make it good. But I don't think that that's the right approach for everybody, especially when it comes to their career or their fulfillment. Um, so I wanted to bring up that one point, but I think within that, I brought up a question for you, which is working on your weakness compared to staying in your comfort zone, right? Because I bet a lot of people are listening to this and say, Parker, Sam, you preach all the time to push yourself outside your comfort zone. Well, my weakness is what I'm not comfortable with. Shouldn't I go tackle that? How would you answer that position, Parker? I mean, that's a really good question because it's almost like a dilemma in the sense that you got to understand what your comfort zone looks like and you got to understand where you want to go, right? Like this is why I think our concept of mental fortitude makes so much sense, at least to us or me, is because you have to have the self-awareness of what you bring to the table and build your vision around that. Like seriously, that's what it comes down to. And if you truly know that you want to be, Sam, let's say you want to be the best chef in the entire world, but you're really not good at making an Italian dish, you could, one, go outside your comfort zone and really learn how to make an Italian dish, but you know you make the best hamburger in the freaking world, dude. And your goal is just to be a a successful chef. Why wouldn't you go down the route where you know you make an above average, excellent quality burger that is going to satisfy everyone? You already are ahead of the game. Double down on that because it already fulfills your vision, dude. Why do you need to do the extra work and then go out and try to satisfy a weakness that you may never be able to satisfy? Maybe, Tim, you're just the worst cheese grater in the entire world. Or maybe you just don't know how to make freaking pasta or boil water. You just will never learn. Go with where you have the advantage. That's pushing yourself outside the comfort zone is to say, hey, I'm going this route and I'm doubling down on it. 
because it fulfills my vision. I love it. And I think I want to leave Elevation Nation with this thought. And this is getting a little meta here, but we live in the most interconnected global society ever of all time. That allows us to focus only on our strengths. A hundred years ago, you needed to be more well-rounded because there wasn't Great someone point. that could help you Great with your weaknesses. Point. Now, companies are global. They have thousands of people to choose from. You can connect with them in a minute. In an instance, they can solve your problem for you. We now have the opportunity. It, and okay, we're getting really deep here. Sorry. But like, bring it back to the agricultural revolution. <laughs> oh right, gosh. Parker? I mean, you bring it back. Dude, bring it back further back than that, man. Your weakness was the difference between life and death. <laughs> yes. Okay. Yes. All right. So I'm with you on that. Right. So like, all right, let's fast forward to agricultural revolution, right? We figure out that we can grow food. So therefore we don't have to hunter and gather, hunter, hunt and gather all the time. Jeez. So we have more time to do other things like artwork, right? Like carpentry, like knitting, whatever. I don't know what the hell they did back then, right? Other things besides finding food because of agriculture, right? You now had technology and more people so you could focus on other skills, strengths, and let other people deal with your weakness, making food. Every time we have a new revolution, we are able to focus that much more on our strengths. That's what's fascinating to me. We've made some really interesting comparisons here in this entire Fortitude and 15. I think what's so interesting about it is at the end of the day, right now, I think of like all the niche people I come across on like uh, TikTok or YouTube or like businesses and entrepreneurs, like people are focusing so much on their strengths and they are capitalizing off it. If we're talking about work, you have the ability to capitalize off Sam. You make the freaking best American cheeseburger in the entire world. You can make a TikTok. Like, uh, guys, he doesn't make the best American cheeseburger in the entire world, by the way. Like, it's just not the case. I'm working on it. I'm working on it. But you see no, what I, mean? I, like, I love it. Parker, isn't it crazy right? that like 100%. you can do something so unique and so specific and you're, just because you're really good at it and make a dime off and make a living off of it today? 20 years ago, dude, that was not the case. No better time. No, you're 100% right. I talked to a kid the other day who was like, yeah, I wanted to be an entrepreneur, figured I could get into the apparel online industry because Shopify makes it easy. Didn't really know what I wanted to like do. I don't know how to make clothes. So I decided to just follow hip hop and rap artists really closely. And as soon as they had a new album, I just buy a bunch of cool merch and I just made different Shopify sites based on whatever album was dropping. And he's like, I made a ton of money. I was like, First off, that's genius. Second off, that's your strength. Third, that's your special, special niche. Done. You just got a bag. That's it. Parker, I love it, man. I love how meta we get. We got to get more meta like this, dude. You got What, what perspective do you have for us today? You got to drop some knowledge oh, before we All leave. right. So Elevation Nation, I just finished one of the best books I've ever read in my entire life. It's called The Four Agreements by Don Miguel, Don Miguel Ruiz. It is a famous book. It's a bestseller. I just recommended it to Sam and I recommend it to you because it's an amazing book about fulfilling your quote unquote dream and vision in life. Here's a quote from the book, a little bit relating to our conversation today, not necessarily directly related, but good enough. To be alive is the biggest fear humans have. 
Death is not the biggest fear we have. Our biggest fear is taking the risk to be alive. The risk to be alive and express who we really are. Just let that sink in for a second. The book, the book makes so, heavy. Yeah, I mean, he gets deep about this. He says that like hell, the real hell is not living a life around your purpose, not living a life that is meant for you. And it just takes a step back. Like, dang, man, pushing yourself outside your comfort zone to be yourself when you're yourself, then that's when you fulfill your vision and your dreams. That is the most difficult piece about life is just being yourself everywhere you go, being who you want to be. Forget everybody else. Yes, we like everyone else. We want to help everyone else. But you got to start with you first. Have the self-awareness to understand. Start with your strengths. Have the self-awareness to understand who you are. Build your vision around who you are. And hold yourself accountable each and every day to push yourself outside the comfort zone to just be yourself. And things will start to elevate. Well said. Beautiful. And on that note, Elevation Nation, until next week, peace. Hey, it's Parker again. Thanks for listening to Fortitude and 15 this week. Subscribe wherever you get your podcasts on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, wherever it may be. If you want to join the nation and follow Sam and my journey, you can follow us at elevationnation.io. Or you can visit us on the web at www.elevationnation.io. DM us, text us, email us if you want to share your story, you have any ideas for the podcast, or if you think anyone else should join our conversations. Our intro is produced by Jay. Shoot him a follow on Instagram at producedbyjay. Thanks to our mentors, Rich Keller and David Hess for their constant support. Be sure to tune in for the next conversation. See you then.